You thought they were extinct. <laughs> but now the dinosaurs rule. Gotta love me. very first family of comedy. Dinosaurs. Tomorrow morning at 8.30 on UPN 38. Honey, I'm home. This is Big Orange Couch, the 90s Nickelodeon podcast where we talk about all things 90s Nickelodeon. I'm not the mama. I'm Andrew. Uh, and I'm Scott. <laughs> I'm sorry, Scott. No. <laughs> that's that's no way for you to be on your first episode. I, uh, <laughs> it's cruel. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I thought maybe that was dinosaurs, but I, I didn't know for sure until you said it. Oh, wait, wait a second. The song wasn't clear. Uh, oh, I knew right away. I don't away. even remember what the song sounds like. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You mean you haven't been watching dinosaurs for the last 30 years? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bummer. All right. Well, but I, I don't like want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil anything here. I don't, you know, who knows if it's going to be on my list. But. Oh, sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, well, this is uh, Patreon episode number seven. Yeah. Uh, we're talking are not quite snick tapes yeah uh scott thank you so much for joining us oh of course this was this well f- so two things of course so anytime we have a guest on for the first time we like to learn a l- little bit whatever you're willing to share uh about yeah you. definitely and uh this was your idea um the not quite snick lineup or tape whatever we want to call it here uh how did this come about so this actually, uh, I think I found you guys, I want to say around your like fourth or fifth episode. I forget exactly when it was, but you know, before all the year interviews and everything. So yeah. in my head, it was kind of a theme of getting to know more of, uh, what you guys thought of things outside of Nickelodeon and, yeah. uh, you know, over the years, that's definitely kind of flushed out a bit, but, uh, yeah, I just always, uh, snick lineups are so specific i feel like it, it was always only certain shows kind of uh earned the honor of being in the two hours so right. i was uh curious as to what shows outside of nickelodeon you guys might think uh deserved that uh honor yeah, I, yeah. i'm i'm very excited for it how do you how do you feel andrew uh i feel good Uh-oh. but i don't know i <laughs> i think i picked a lot of stuff that's like arguably um kid appropriate but i was watching it at that age so i feel like you know <laughs> your whole block's just like the it miniseries or yeah <laughs> um easy. okay so you think like maybe it borders a little bit yeah i mean i think there's definitely people that would be like these aren't some of these aren't kids shows but uh again like at the time i mean i was watching them in the early 90s so pretty young um so i feel like i i'm giving myself a pass okay sure i mean uh scott would you want to tell us a little bit about the criteria of these tapes the things we kind of said like they should be yeah so um 
uh, they're pretty much anything that the original Snick lineups would have been held to. You know, it could be animated, live action, 30 minutes, uh, and obviously of the general 90s era. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's, I think that's right. I think, th- I think the big part here was like it, a kid should be able to watch it, but it's not Nickelodeon, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. And and a, a little bit about yourself. Like what what would you what can people know about Scott? So Scott uh has long been obsessed with all things Nickelodeon. Uh you guys were very much uh just an out of nowhere what where did this come from? And uh <laughs> I've kind of just been stuck to you guys ever since. I, I've bounced around a lot, I've lived all over and if uh you saw like a giant decline in listening uh, in Los Angeles a few years ago when the <laughs> giant spike in New Jersey. That was uh, absolutely me. But uh, yeah, you know, it's just uh, it's the older I get, I think the more I appreciate how unique Nickelodeon was in the 90s and how much uh, it really informed my taste and other things uh, as I've gotten older. So. Right on. Thanks. Yeah. Um, and when you were making your tape, did you, did, did the shows come right to you or did you really kind of have to like deep dive and look through stuff? Uh, it was kind of weird. Originally I had had like four shows. I, as soon as I kind of thought of the idea, I, I felt like there were four shows that really stood out to me. And then somehow along the way, I, I don't think any of them actually survived the, uh, drafting process. Mm. So they kind of oh. just one by one fell into place. Man. Okay. So like maybe you had all four step by step and you realized. <laughs> you I know what? Step by step was uh, very much <laughs> in uh, consideration at one point. It Love was, it. Uh, how, how could you not? I mean, yeah. for the, the theme song alone. Oh my gosh. Don't even, don't even tempt I, me, Scott. I mean, we've already had one performance so far, so uh, if you want to throw another one in, by all means. <laughs> that one I know. Uh, you know that one, Andrew? Oh, yeah. How? What's the first lyric? Do you remember? Step by step. It is? Day by day. Step by step. <laughs> day by day. What's the next day. part? Uh, uh, fresh start over. Oh, fresh uh, start over. It's such an yeah. interesting. That's such an interesting <laughs> turn of phrase. Fresh start over each and every yeah. way. The <laughs> yeah, I don't know all the words. Yeah, you got to like really belt out that one that one note there. But that's the the end is like days go by, yeah. right? And they're going down the roller coaster. Oh, of course. Oh man, yeah. Cody, he was. Before I found out that he beat up girls, I thought he was so cool. Yeah, that was a real rough uh, <laughs> lesson to come across yeah, along the way. <laughs> that's really unfortunate. It just seems in, inescapable that, like, you know, stuff from your childhood will, you know. You yeah, I, I, you, you I'm sure. Pee-wee and Cody. And, yeah. I'm sure there's uh, skeletons in the closet of all the uh, TGIF shows <laughs> at some point or another. Not Urkel. I really hope not. <laughs> Jaleel White is a. Uh, is an American icon. <laughs> Agreed. We can agree on this. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. My 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 list uh, came pretty. F- not the specific episodes, but I knew the shows that I mm. wanted to, to wanted to ride with. And I will. Well, when I get there, I'll give a special shout out to someone because I really needed help with a specific show, and this person helped me. Mm. Um, so, but uh, did you guys have any like 
we don't have to say them now, but did you have close calls, like things that just missed it? Oh, yeah. I definitely did. Yeah, I, there's a few shows that it, it, it pained me to not find a way to include them, but uh, <laughs> they just didn't make it. I hear you. I hear you. Um, well, I, I also want to mention, uh, Scott, you are a supporter of us on Patreon, which is... Oh, absolutely. Proudly. Super kind. Uh, I know we both really, really appreciate it. Um, and I want to give a special shout out. Maybe I'll put the step-by-step music behind here <laughs> to like, you know, make it a little more epic. It's already playing in my head. So that's great. Perfect. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Okay. So thank you to Clayton, Tim, Ted, Kev, Tara, Katie, Brooks, Vaughn, Jordan, Kevin, Brad, Allie, Brian, Shelby, Bob, Jason, Jennifer, Tony, Marlena, Sid, Chris, Vincenzo, Honest Abe, Bup, Joseph, Katie, Evelyn, Damian, Joshua, Colin, Lacey, Tim, John, Mort, Leah, Justin, you Scott, Alyssa, Nick, Mark, Samantha, Nikki, Sean, Shay, Scrump the Giant, Zach, and Corey. Thank you guys so much. Um, all right, so these tapes, we, we were discussing a little bit before we started recording uh, you guys did give your tapes themes. Did you give them names? Uh, uh, I, I did, yeah. I, I Mine just kind of uh, felt like a natural title for it. Okay. Andrew, did you? Uh, yeah, I also did. Awesome. Um, do we want to just do that as we start going around, like, individually? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, okay. Well, Andrew, is there anything else we should talk about before we kick off? I don't think so, okay. other than just to say, add another caveat about my tape, is it might seem like overstuffed, but I actually went and looked up all the times for these episodes, so I know it fits into the two hours. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a step further than I did, so kudos. Um, do, you, do you guys have any, because you know the Snick tapes would sometimes have commercials or shorts? Yeah. Did you do any of that? Yeah, I did. Oh, okay. I do not have any shorts. I couldn't find anything uh, to fit the theme, but I'm very excited mm-hmm. to hear what uh, you got, Andrew. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. Well, Andrew, do you want to get us started with your tape? L- l- hold on. Let's let's get the VCR out. Yeah. Okay. The tape in. Perfect. All right. Um. So, well, do you guys have Nick in your titles? Or yeah. okay, okay. I just want to make sure. So I, I call this one Andrew's not quite Snick's alternative technology. <laughs> um, okay. So this is uh, or alternate technology, excuse me. Okay. Um, if you remember uh, my first Snick tape, it was technology. So I just oh. thought I would kind of like, you know, give these alternate this alternate like option for for a full technology night. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So, but this is not like you're saying not tech technology. This is. I just put the really alternate was just meant to be like, uh, not Nickelodeon. Got it. Okay. Got it. Got it. Got it. <laughs> um. Okay. So my first, uh, my first one's like, I'm categorizing as a short. It's half length. Um. It's the head. The first episode, The Head Saves the Earth. Whoa. Um, <laughs> You're starting with an edge, my friend. 
Uh, I, I love this episode so much. It's just, it's the beginning, the very beginning of the head show, but it like starts out so perfectly weird. Um, it, like the first shot is just this camera angle of like going down the hallway to Jim in the doctor's office. Um, if you're not familiar with the head, uh, it's about a guy who gets, um, uh, I don't want to say infected exactly, but like the alien, there's an alien that comes into his head and starts living inside his head and his head becomes this like huge, uh, you know, enormous <laughs> thing that he can't like get through doorways easily and stuff. Um, but I love this episode so much, the introduction of the series and um, it's just such like a bizarre, uh, just bizarre, perfect thing to me um, and includes some like technology. The alien technology is really like what I'm going for with the technology. Um and then uh, along with that, the next episode is Eon Flux, Utopia, or Deuteranopia. Wait, are you doing your whole tape? This is this is just my first. Oh, okay, your quarter. Born. You know, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, <laughs> this episode, uh, just so so bizarre. It's I think it's the first half hour episode, um, and it involves uh, the main character finding this like weird key that opens up um this guy's body and like it's meant as a prison and people can climb in it and uh, it's just so bizarre it's always stuck with me um so uh yeah i just wanted to start out with these like really weird um start the night with these really weird uh episodes that i don't know kind of like evoke otherworldly technologies yeah that those are um you're right those are kind of edgy oh definitely mm. sure did you, sure yeah. did you watch these scott so actually i have not seen either but i remember mm. especially growing up like just even the commercials for anaflux and stuff it just i'd never seen anything like it it just like kind of like blew my mind i don't think i could have even processed it at that age but uh i've always meant to go back and check it out this is like a perfect reason to Andrew, yeah, what's definitely. what's that show really about? Uh I mean there's no there's no exactly like overarching story except that uh Trevor Goodchild, like this kind of um uh monarch type figure is always chasing Eon and like trying to kill her. And in the original um uh, shorts, she gets killed at the end of each one. Um but I, I so I mean, really, it's just like uh, I was actually listening to Peter Chung talk about it a little bit recently. Um, and really, it's just like this bizarre mixture of imagery and like weird storylines that they don't have like a single through line. It's just like but they have a story within each episode. Um, so it's just kind of a, it's it almost feels like a stream of consciousness type of show. Like where it's just kind of like coming together um, naturally. Mm. Um, mm. Anyway, so bizarre. The arts, especially the Eon Flux art, is just like still amazing. Um, still some of just like the most interesting animation that exists. Um, so, yeah. Cool. 
Awesome. Yeah, I remember watching a lot of The Head at your house. Mm. Um, yeah. And that was a... I never feel I never felt like I totally knew what was happening, <laughs> but uh, it was like very fascinating to watch. Yeah, that one does have like at least for the first season, it does have a full storyline. Um, yeah. But but that also I don't think is like as adult. It doesn't have such adult themes as going gotcha. on in it. Cool. Uh, that's MTV, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, Scott, do you want to introduce your tape a little bit? Yeah, definitely. Uh, so mine <laughs> is uh, the not quite Nick Snick tape all nighter. It's all about uh, staying up past your Ooh. bedtime, making it until wow. that sunrise and uh, just really relishing in the victory of uh, making it through the whole night. Love, Love it. That's yeah, that's really fun. Yeah. Without all night, without the night crawlers, ooh, I yeah, it is definitely <laughs> the uh, the spiritual older brother of this tape. It uh, definitely lends itself to that more than anything. But very cool. Were you a Pete and Pete fan? Oh, I mean, I I Pete and Pete was one of those that I was. I remember it kind of wrapping up when I was old enough to start paying attention to it. But luckily a few years later, the the reruns started showing up and it just, it always felt like, like an older kid show to me when I was little. So it finally getting my hands on it all these years. Uh, it's something I revisit constantly. It's, it's how I found you guys actually. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, okay. So we get we got our theme we got our tape yeah, name how you, how you how you start in this baby so right off the bat i mean i i would feel almost like it's sacrilegious to not kick off a snick lineup with melissa joan hart so i have to go <laughs> sabrina the teenage witch uh the episode is jenny's non-dream i've never seen a place like this before it's called a gym who are you jenny who are you who am i you're joking, right? <laughs> no. Should I recognize you? Yes. I am Drell, head of the Witches' Council. You're a witch? Yeah, aren't you? No, I'm a mortal. <laughs> You're a mortal? Really? <laughs> That's funny. Why? Because <laughs> now I have to turn you into a grasshopper. <laughs> Skippy, man, where do you pick up these strays? Don't look so sad. You know you can't have a mortal. You didn't feed the last one. It is, uh, it kicks off with Sabrina kind of envying how normal and boring everyone's families are and how weird her uh, witchcraft household has, uh, has proven to be. So her aunts promise that they can give her one normal night in the house. She has uh, her friend Jenny come over. And of course that uh, just does not go well for her. And she winds up in uh, the magical realm where right away she starts hanging out with Penn and Teller. They, they show up in this episode, uh, of course. And uh, it, it's, it's one of those shows that I think for a long time I kind of dismissed it as almost like a lesser Clarissa explains it all. But uh, within the last few years, I, you know, COVID being what it was, all that free time, I, I went back and I rewatched some of it and it, it was actually a lot funnier than I remembered it being. It, it had more of a, of, uh, that Clarissa like sarcasm to it than I, I think I remembered growing up, but yeah, what's, it's definitely unique. What's this episode called? 
Uh, it's the first season, episode 13, Jenny's Non-Dream. Jenny's Non-Dream, mm. okay. And what role do Penn and Teller play? So, uh, it, it's really weird. Uh, so, they kind of play... Uh, I God, I forget which one's which. Penn is the one that talks, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes, okay. So, he is the head of the uh, magical realm... And Teller is his uh, silent sidekick, kind of his secretary. And so the, uh, the in the show, the way that you get to the magical realm is through Sabrina's linen closet. Her friend wanders in there, ends up in the magical realm by accident and uh, starts hanging out with them. And the rest of the episode is convincing her that she's having a dream or uh, more likely like a psychotic breakdown. But... So, uh, yeah, it's definitely uh, it's it's got its moments for sure. Uh, Salem, the cat, of course, always yeah. is uh, not excited to be uh, relegated to just pretending to be a real cat and has a, a problem with his performance of meowing throughout the episode, which was uh, <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Andrew, were you a Sabrina fan? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I watched it at the time. I've I've caught a few episodes semi recently and um it does hold up better than I anticipated. Yeah, it, it's not one I expected to uh revisit and appreciate more than I did then, but uh yeah. it definitely definitely holds up. Nice. Right on. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Uh yeah, that I really like that pick. Um I also hated to not have um Clarissa explains it all on mine. <laughs> so um yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, and I think this is a cool pick because, you know, if they're going to put out a tape, you you want some guest stars. So Penn mm. and Teller is a good, you know, you could throw them on the box somewhere. Oh, definitely. <laughs> that little corner, that yeah. star at the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Awesome. Um, okay. Well, let me put my sneak tape in here. Uh, my tape is called Odds and Ends. Um, and, uh, you know, the theme is, uh, a lot of these shows are odd and all of them either deal with oddity or end as in death. Um, they all have kind of a surreal death theme, except maybe this first one, but this first one does get weird and it does, uh, have people doing things that are dangerous. Um, so my first block here, I chose... America's Funniest Home Videos oh, with Bob man. Saget. <laughs> this is season one, episode four, three kids sled into a house. <laughs> this is not just a video cassette. It's the reason we're on the air. If it weren't for this little piece of plastic, you wouldn't be sending in your tapes, I wouldn't be hosting the show, and my daughter wouldn't have a new swing set. <laughs> now, what exactly is this? Well, I have taken the liberty of loosening this little flap. Now, this is not something you should do at home. But inside this cassette is perhaps your, oh, look, it's your cousin Howard's new baby, Rebecca. <laughs> or it's, oh, look, it's Allison and Ira's wedding in Philadelphia. Oh, everybody was there. Oh, look at this. It's your neurotic dog, Ralphie. He thinks he's a human. Boy, can't believe he's doing his taxes. Oh, look at all these wonderful moments. Oh, is this fun? I love tape. Uh, this episode includes videos uh, with trampoline follies, a dog who gets spooked by a ceramic cat, a room full of men freaked out by a wild squirrel, and a musical montage of outrageous animals. Um, you know, I think this is a great way to start a tape. You'll giggle, you'll laugh, 
you'll you know you'll cry from the comedy uh we got we got bob saget god rest his wonderful soul um and uh i think that's the way you want to start your evening right you want to with a smile you can't wipe off your face (laughs) and i this was you know america's funniest home videos was very much a a part of my household uh Mm. sunday nights um just kind of getting around and laughing and honestly i think if you it's still on of course with um alfonso ribera thank you alfonso ribera he and he's a great host honestly he's very he's very good and like when i catch it um it still holds i mean people doing dumb things is just oh it's eternal it's it's always great (laughs) it's a great way to spend time um so yeah i'm i'm, I'm starting here with three kid three kids uh. sled into a house i didn't know i didn't know america's funniest videos named their episodes <laughs> so if you ever just want to have a good time <laughs> uh is the name the winning video oh you know i'm not sure actually hmm. great question um so that was this like did this episode have some significance or no absolutely like not the name or you just good title <laughs> uh my process here was i need an america's funniest home videos mm. the the truth is it doesn't matter which one i mean they're yeah, all yeah. interchangeable so i went to imdb and i looked for the one with the highest score from the first season wow nice okay. <laughs> um you know the only problem i have with that show is um a lot of the times i feel like the winning video is just like what are they doing you know it's like i think it's it's like one of the funniest videos you've ever seen versus like some kid falling over yes let's let's have a dialogue um (laughs) this why are people talking about this it's always the worst video (laughs) of the three that wins and usually even all three are like what it's yeah yeah. like uh, yeah (laughs) i wonder who gets to pick Part of me thinks number one, the people have to be in the audience, right? Sure, sure. I think that's oh, gonna definitely be, that's going to be a criteria. So, like, you can rule out a ton of videos just by the fact that they couldn't come. Yeah, that's true. Um, um, that might be it, honestly. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> number two, they have to be related to somebody on the crew of the show. <laughs> yeah, not really. We didn't know it, but all the winners are just Bob Saget's extended family. <laughs> oh, the fix was in from the beginning. <laughs> Oh man, it's McDonald's yeah. Monopoly all over again. All right. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, that's the nice, start of nice. my odds and ends. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good start. Good start. Um well, okay, my next episode, uh, I think probably objectively the worst episode on my tape. Um The Weird Science TV show Unpl or Universal Remote. So what are you saying? You're bored with history? History? School, life, it's all so dull. Don't you wish you could just skip over the lame, boring parts and get to the fun? I don't know. I kind of like school. And what's the point of complaining? It's not like we can do anything about it. True. There's nothing we can do about it. And uh, it's, like, exactly what it sounds like. Uh, Lisa, or whatever she's called in the show, I I think it's still Lisa, but she... uh, creates them a universal remote so they can fast forward through things they don't want to do and stuff like that um it's not the greatest episode but i have a soft spot for this show for some reason um i it's not as good as the movie but uh 
it's just i don't know like the chet in the show is still good not as good of course but um uh i, I think I, maybe i just liked the idea of like a new crazy thing happening every week and it being a comedy instead of like the typical um uh like almost friday the 13th series where they would like find a new object but it's like horror related you know um so uh yeah anyway they they have some uh a couple of uh dumb but funny effects in this like the clock hands just like behind them somewhere in the background like going crazy um they watch a chia pet grow really fast um and uh the main crux of the story is like gary has this new girlfriend and he's like fast forwarding through listening to her and he ends up getting stuck in a time loop um and tucker or uh not tucker uh wyatt has to has to help him get out of it um gotcha pretty sort of typical but um something about this episode also stuck with me all this time i sort of remember this um so yeah i don't know something about just something about the feel of this show i wanted to have in there Oh, I could not possibly agree more. That was actually originally my first show on my Whoa. list. It got edged out at the very last second. Wow. Uh, I co-signed everything you just said. It was just, it was such a weird show, but uh, it was great. My uh, my episode actually had uh, Bruce Campbell in it was uh, oh. to add to oh. our guest list. But uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was just uh, everything you said, man. It was just a really interesting uh kind of on the border of the Nickelodeon audience age range, but, uh, Oh, I, I loved weird science. Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Was that a USA show? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. (laughs) Yeah. I, I, uh, I can't comment too much. I just never really regularly checked in with it. So, Hmm. um, but that sounds like a fun episode and I'm guessing they got him out of the, the loop or what is it yes he yeah. does escape the time loop in the end <laughs> great what a relief <laughs> yeah sure but uh very fitting with your tech theme so that's good oh yeah 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 that's part of the reason why i picked this episode but cool cool all right uh good start to block two what do we have here scott all right so my second show i have a uh, smart guy uh, an episode mm-hmm. called Get a Job. So I was wrong with the phone. No, we have a call. Oh, all right. <clears throat> What's up? Marcus, get your behind home right now. <laughs> Dad? Good guess. Well, how'd you know we were here? Come on, you and Mo asleep in my kitchen, wearing the same clothes two days in a row. Plus, it's 3 in the morning, I'm looking at your bed, and your butt ain't in it. Uh, Mr. Henderson, I don't think you can say butt on the radio. Newsflash, Mo. No one's listening. And Marcus, your radio career is over. Huh. Okay. Well, can you come pick us up? Oh, hell. I know you can't say the H word. It, uh, ironically, is the only episode apparently in the series that does not feature uh, Taj Maori as the lead character. For whatever reason, they, they write him out in the first line of, uh, he's away at space camp this week. But uh, it's all about uh, the other kids having to get jobs. Uh, 
don't know if you're familiar with it or not, but uh, his brother Marcus and his best friend, uh, Nickelodeon alumni Omar Gooding, uh, they have to get a job where they are overnight radio hosts, and it's mm-hmm. the entire episode is about them staying up all night and keeping their dad out of the loop so that he doesn't know they're working from like 11 o'clock at night until five in the morning. But it is, uh, it's definitely, it, it, I I didn't realize until about halfway through that there was no smart guy in the smart guy episode, but, uh, luckily I, I am a full fledged lifelong member of the Omar Gooding fan club. I think (laughs) he is one of just like the most, comedically underused actors of 1990s children's television uh i don't uh, it, i really uh, he's he's very much a uh, a read the phone book kind of actor for me i could watch him do anything so he give me 22 minutes of him falling asleep standing up and you know falling face down in his books and stuff like that it's uh it's about as good as it gets for me <laughs> yeah uh yeah love omar um I I didn't like get really deep into Smart Guy. I, mean, I watched it a little bit as a kid, but I can't remember that much about it. But the episode sounds uh, bizarrely good. Yeah. yeah, I I also am not super familiar with the show. Just just kind of in concept and like ads, but I don't think I ever have seen an episode actually. It was very much like the tail. I think it was part of that initial block of like uh, the WB channels, like kids, like teenage lineup. So it, it came around really like late 90s. But, uh, you know, the third episode, they had Tia and Tamara in there. So they weren't uh, trying to hide what they were doing. They they knew uh, there was like a built in audience for that crowd. And uh, yeah. I know the smart guy himself was uh, in a bunch of stuff throughout the 90s. So. Uh, yeah, it was one that uh, I, I'm the oldest, so my younger two siblings definitely extended my era of watching children's television, and Smart Guy was very much uh, in that category. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. Very different tapes here. Like a lot of. Yeah. <laughs> these are dynamic tapes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay. All right. Well, my second block, a special shout out goes to our friend, friend Kevin. Um, I said I needed a Boy Meets World episode mm, on my ooh, tape. Yeah. And uh, I asked him if he could send me some weird ones since my uh, theme is odds and ends. And um, he sent me a, a, like probably six or seven options. And I, and I went through them and I landed on uh, season six, episode 21. This is a Boy Meets World episode called The Psychotic Episode. <laughs> so how do I stop these dreams? Forgive him. Forgiveness. Of course. He hurt you and now you're hurting him back. Huh. Forgive and the dreams will stop. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Feeney. Anytime, Mr. Matthews, anytime. Well, what's that? Hey, you know how I didn't get you a birthday present last year? Well, here you go. Sean, I have to tell you something. Tell me after you open the present. Well, okay. Wow! (laughs) My own personalized baseball bat. (laughs) Too cool. I 
Sean died. Yep. Mm. Um, this is a concerned Corey seeks out Mr. Feeney's rational interpretation when he expresses a series of nightmares involving the murder of Sean. Um, uh. The, the, this one, I, I when he sent the name, I did not know what it was. But the moment it started, I was like, "Oh God, I know this episode." Um, you know, Corey keeps having these dreams that he pushes Sean down an elevator shaft. Um, and Corey's really tormented over this, and at the same time, Eric uh, moves in with this like really creepy guy who only will talk to him if he calls him on the phone in the same room. And you know, he's got taxidermy. It's uh, it's a it is a weird episode of Boy Meets World, um, and uh, but the fact that I really could vividly remember it must must have just to me meant like this is a fun one like this is a one yeah. that you know really sticks out and you know at the end there you got uh, Eric figuring out that his roommate is like a psycho like <laughs> most likely killed everybody he's lived with, um, so you you remember this episode anybody? Oh, it was about until an hour ago, my second episode of my tape as well. Wow. So I definitely, I definitely am familiar. Yeah, uh, yeah. this, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, it's, it's definitely one of the stranger episodes, but yeah. it is. Uh, was it like a ho- meant to be a Halloween episode? Uh, I don't think it, it aired in May of 99. Oh, I see. Okay. So I don't think so. It was like very late in the sixth season. Um, and, you know, I typically don't prefer the college years, but you know, they're, they're not bad. I just, yeah, I thought, I thought I would end up going with one where they're in high school, but um, Mm. yeah, this one just really, I was between this one and one called uh, quiz show, uh, Mm. which is a high school one. Um, But uh, this one was just a little weirder and a little more (laughs) in touch with my theme. Nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, this makes me think like, uh, it's one thing that I consider about these picking these episodes is, um, I don't want, I almost like go for, um, uh, like one-off episodes that don't, um, that don't necessarily, like, I wouldn't want to have the series finale necessarily of something on there unless it's like amazing, um, just because I'm thinking in the back of my head, like if I had this tape, I'd be watching it over and over again. Um, so it just feels, I don't know, not right or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh, are you ready for the second block or our third block? Third block. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, okay. For my third episode, I selected the critic dial M for mother. Geraldo, this is my father, Franklin. I've prepared a list of softball questions you can lob at him. Franklin, my name is Geraldo. Can you say Geraldo? Geraldo. Good. Do you mind if we talk? The time for talk is past. Now is the time for action. I hear you can say your name backwards. Is that true? Nilknov. What's your favorite food in the whole wide world? Nilknov. Oh man! Um, it's the third episode of the series. Uh, Jay um, like tests really tests worse than Hitler in his uh, ratings, and so his boss tries to like comes up with all these crazy like ways to spice up his show. Um, and the second half of the episode is like 
uh, he tell he he like insults his mother on TV and he has to like make up with her. Um, but this episode, this one is just like joke after joke that I think is hilarious. It's a lot of Duke, his boss, which I, who I love. Um, I love the, the episodes that like revolve around his parents, especially because they're just so wacky, especially his dad. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just, like, one of those episodes that, for me, um, I think just, like, kind of nails everything. Um, and uh, the the final, like, I, w- I won't say exactly what happens, but the final moment uh, of the episode is really funny. Uh, it's a Jay's dad moment. Um, yeah, so I, this one just kind of has it all for me of all the like pieces of this show that I love the most. Yeah, man. Um, no, this is a great one. Um, that whole first season has just so yeah. many great ones, but yeah, yeah, this I think would fit more neatly with your theme. Um, is yeah. there any good, did you rewatch this one? Yeah. Yeah. Is there any good movie bits like fake, uh, fake movies? Um, oh, man, I watched a few of them. So now I'm trying to remember what I think this is the one that has like in the opening credits. It's like a dinosaur in like a black and white movie eating the <laughs> people. I think okay. that's this episode. But okay. it, it, oh, that's there's cool. a thermometer appearance in this episode, but it's like an actual guy. It's like the shape of a thermometer. So it, it's like the port, the part he's born to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. love it uh scott the critic any feelings yeah that was one too that like i i was always very aware of it and uh, i'm i'm a huge movie guy so even when i was little i would see like i remember the the uh the jurassic park episode that the joke yeah. uh i remember that and i i have like very vague other memories of it but it was one of those shows i always kind of thought of it was like like I had a fever dream when I was like two or three years old of like, there's this show about this like little guy and uh, he just reviews movies. But I I know you guys have mentioned it before on the show and I've always meant to go back and kind of revisit it because I feel like it's right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, It's another one of those shows that like almost has a, just like the second the opening credits come on, just has a certain feel to it. Um, I love how it looks and sounds just, yeah. Just really I mean, great. yeah, we'd, we'd be remiss if we didn't uh, throw John Lovett some love. Oh, sure. Oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Living legend. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Uh, Scott block three. All right. So uh, right now I got my one and only animated entry for this one. Um, I went with the tick. Uh, season mm. one, episode seven, an episode called The Tick vs. The Tick. So, who is this Barry guy? Another superhero? Oh, no, I wouldn't say that, Noah. Well, he'd like people to think he is, but for all the wrong reasons. You see, he's rich, and his brother-in-law owns the comic club, so he gets to come in whenever he wants and make trouble. Yeah, but it's after 10, so he probably won't show up tonight. <laughs> That's Barry. Where's the jerk who calls himself the dick? I am that jerk who wants to know. You stole my superhero name, Parasite. I am the dick. Um, it is about 
the tick, his sidekick, uh, the moth-themed Arthur, and his two uh, other Justice League-esque friends. They go to uh, this really cool out-of-town nightclub for superheroes where it comes out that the owner of the club's not as cool younger brother also goes by the tick and insists that they fight to the death to see who the better tick is <laughs> uh all the while that this like delusion and uh ego is getting in the way there's a uh a super villain trying to make a name for himself looking to blow up the club while they're in it and uh, arthur and the rest of the uh, mistreated and left out sidekicks kind of uh, band together to put a stop to this while the uh, actual heroes are doing nothing but uh it, it's it's a show I, I i remember loving i remember just thinking it was so weird and it was so uh unique i was a big superhero kid so it was really like my first introduction to uh parodying that kind of thing and it it, it holds up surprisingly well like i rewatched a bunch of episodes for this and uh i just kind of kept going with it it's it's pretty easy to to take in and this episode kind of just stood out as uh, the most ridiculous one I could find. That sounds, yeah, I, I don't know if I, rem- I, re- I love the tick. I don't know if I remember that one, but it sounds like a great pick. Andrew, do you have any recollection? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't remember this specific episode, but I definitely used to watch it. Um, and I do have the DVDs, so I'll have to go oh, back nice. and watch these. Uh, yeah. yeah, that sounds really funny, though. Did you ever end up watching the new tick? I watched like, so I remember the, the most recent one was on Amazon and I checked it out. Um, I, I, I forget who's in it. It it was good. Uh, it, I feel like it wasn't as ridiculous as I guess I've learned my personal tick is. Uh, <laughs> I remember uh, Patrick Warburton did a, sh- a live action show in like the early two thousands. That was a little more, uh, insane I, I remember liking that i haven't watched that one in years though but really it was just like a character and, and a world that was so bizarre it just kind of i always kind of gravitated toward it yeah um you know what it sort of is in the same vein to me is um uh earthworm jim yes definitely yeah, cool yeah uh, my third episode here is uh, what I referenced a little bit earlier. I, I could not. This was the first show I thought of when uh, <laughs> we were going to do this tape. Um, I'm starting my second hour with dinosaurs. The Last Temptation of Ethel. They sent me here with a message. Stop pushing the afterlife. But Louie, it's so beautiful up here. It's just as beautiful where you are, Ethel. It's more beautiful because it's life and you only get a little bit of it. And if you don't live every day of your life to the fullest, you'll have an eternity to regret it. But Louie, I miss you. I miss you too, sweetheart. But it's not your time yet. Will we be together soon? Soon enough, Cupcake, but you gotta go back now. And stop trying to make a buck off the afterlife. Dinosaurs who sell the afterlife may not ever see the afterlife. They may end up someplace not so nice. Look what's waiting for you. 
Season two, episode eighteen, Sunday night. Um, you know, so the the summary here for this episode: when Ethel unexpectedly dies, she goes to the afterlife and finds out how beautiful it is. Before she can be reunited with her afterlife with her husband, it's revealed that she's only unconscious and will need to wake up. Anxious to soon return to the afterlife, Ethel goes on a TV show called Mysteries That Haven't Been Solved, and then gets her own show. She tells the viewers how wonderful it is, but the afterlife has its own message for Ethel. Um, I mean, it, this is just, I, I loved dinosaurs so much. Uh, it's such a weird show. The puppetry is really great for 1992. Uh, it's the Jim Henson company. Um, the voice acting is really great on the show. Just the whole, like the whole setting, the whole vibe is just like kind of right up. It's really weird. Like there's no live audience, which I think is a choice. Uh, it's all on a very realistic set. Uh, and they don't, they're not always playing for a laugh. Like it, sometimes this yeah. is just like, it's more like Malcolm in the middle than it is like what you would expect a Jim Henson show to be. Um, and uh, this episode is really funny with Earl, like happily burying her uh, only for uh, the mom come home and be upset. And, um, you know, I, I love the segment here when uh, they said she has to go back to earth. She really doesn't want to go to earth. She wants to uh, go back to living. She wants to stay with her husband, but he tell he shows her a room Um you know, there, he says there's other places you could end up and he opens a door and we learn that hell in this universe is just a room full of Earl Sinclair's. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, there, there's just like a lot of really good little gags in this and, um, it fits my odds and ends theme. And, uh, I don't know, t dinosaurs, I think a lot of dinosaurs, a little dinosaurs goes a long way. You know what I mean? Like uh, a one ep literally one episode every once in a while would probably be enough. When you start get watching a bunch in a row, it does maybe get a little tiring. But um, you know, um, I, I just I, I think this fits perfect. Yeah, yeah. Nice pick. Definitely. Um, definitely. I, really. <laughs> um, it, it is like it's one of those shows that I'm like, how does this exist? Uh, the My only thought is like jurassic park was probably super popular at the time so they're like we can piggyback off of that sort of i guess <laughs> um uh, besides that i'm like i just like the production budget has to be pretty high for it um i you know i don't know if you remember this but before the show actually came out i remember seeing like teaser commercials for it like some kind of huge dinosaur thing is coming like what is it um and it turned out to be dinosaurs <laughs> oh man did you guys watch it at your house andrew yeah yeah, yeah. okay okay scott any yeah oh yeah uh, i i was a huge dinosaurs fan it was uh for whatever reason, my grandmother was like obsessed with this show. So that was like the one thing she and I had in common, her being, you know, in her 60s, me being four years old. It was like the one common ground. And it's kind of like what you said, where I, now looking back on it, it's it, it's like you said, it's not 
like it's just going for joke after joke like it's it's very much just like a very standard traditional family sitcom that just happens to be about these incredibly uh admittedly impressive puppets but still like it was such a i mean i i can't think of anything that compares to it so it definitely is unique and uh I don't know if you remember, did you ever see the the last episode of Dinosaurs? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that one, I didn't come across that until I was older, but it's definitely not what you expect from like the last episode of <laughs> a, a Disney show, really. Uh, you know, world annihilation is not, uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember that at the end of Boy Meets World, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I definitely love that they did that. I also I ha- actually love the the Boy Meets World finale, but oh, I love all this time. for yeah. a whole different way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, great. Uh, I'm so happy. Uh, no one else. You're not going to have dinosaurs on your tapes? <laughs> no. uh, unfortunately, it did not make the list, but <laughs> y'all uh, are very wild. much held high in my heart. <laughs> y'all are wild. Okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. I, uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, uh, I took, I really t- took the approach of like, what would be the idea, like for me at that age or this age, like what would be the ideal alternate tape, 90s t- TV tape, you know? Um, anyway, that's all. All right. Well, should we do our big finale here? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All let's right. get into it. All right. I saved arguably the best for last. Um, my, so actually I have another like half short episode here, um, which is Space Ghost Coast to Coast, King Dead. Attention, attention. Yeah. I have the keys. It is my apartment. Now the keys. If you're watching my cable, please describe what's on. What about our unreasonable demands? You didn't list any. Looks like your movie is going directly to video. Video prison. Oh, yeah? Well, we're sending Benjamin out in pieces. That'll be fine. Just don't touch my TV, okay? Or you're king dead. So, uh, what are y'all watching? Hang on. It's, it's on, but we're not watching it. You're wasting it. I'm coming in. Ooh, I love it. Oh. Yeah, that, oh, that's a really smart ending. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. Well, this, oh, this isn't the end, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, but even this is it, my, in yeah. your final block, it's just a yeah. good yeah. It does feel like a late night, uh, just like totally bizarro. Um, this episode in particular, though, like I know um, our friend Brett and my brother love this episode. I think it's probably the best episode of the series. Um, Zorak and Moltar steal Space Ghost's TV. And so he's like trying to track it down throughout the episode and figure out what happened to it. Um, and, and finally he like ends up outside of his apartment yelling to the, at them with a bullhorn in some of the funniest dialogue ever. <laughs> Still cracks me up when I watch it. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Um, what maybe my favorite line is is uh, he's, uh, he's like so he he finally kind of like gives in. So he's like so what are you guys watching in there? Zorax like uh, it's on, but we're not watching it. It's like you're wasting it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, anyway. And finally, I'm going to end things with Duckman Gripes of Wrath. Juice would be just lovely. Hmm. Orange or tomato? 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 Orange Orange juice. My mama used to give me orange juice when I was sick. And I'm sick now, aren't I? Oh, dear God, you saved me from myself! Concentrated radioisotope so powerful that one cubic inch will solve the entire world's energy problems. Uh, oh, okay, okay. In this, in this episode, uh, it's like there's this supercomputer, and it kind of like goes off on its own and starts trying to improve the world. Um, but meanwhile, throughout the episode, there's this thing this like story thing of like uh you know what would happen if i made this slightly different decision so like kind of shows both ways throughout it um something is just like really funny and interesting about this episode like it goes from the worst world like the worst the world can be like right now to it's a perfect world and then it falls apart again it's just like a really um just really like it feels like it covers the whole gamut sort of um but i i love it uh i think it's so funny and dumb um and it fits my technology uh yeah theme. for sure <laughs> yeah oh, definitely um, yeah for sure. <laughs> but uh but duckman in particular just like something about that feels so good as a late night show to me just like from the very beginning him like cracking the door open um in this dark room it just feels great and the animation's amazing and like so detailed uh still love watching it yeah man yeah and that's um that's uh garbo Gaber supo or shupo oh yeah yeah classy shupo classy shupo yeah um which is we should say rugrats uh our real monsters and you can definitely get the same animation vibes here yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked Duckman. I mean, your this is your tape is like and I say this lovingly, is like the most Andrew tape. It it really <laughs> sure. represents you in the nineties. Not not non Nicholas. Yeah, yeah. For um, sure. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't try to wedge the state in here somehow. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I had a few that I just like couldn't figure out what to do with and yeah. I just had to like go with the, the top hits for me i guess yeah yeah cool that's a great tape we'll we'll recap once we're all through but yeah that's a great tape yeah 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 oh yeah i was a big space ghost guy that was uh mm, yes <laughs> so again it's similar to the tick it was just at that age it was just so weird to see superheroes in a very like not superhero setting and yeah, space ghost yeah. definitely fell into that yeah you know while you're saying that like when Space Ghost first came out, it was kind of like before any, like the first one of any of that, like, um, 
that like reusing animation in a comedy way type shows. Yeah. Um, and it was like insane. I mean, for those first five years or whatever, before something else similar came along, it was like, what the hell is this? It was just, it was the, the weirdest thing on TV. Oh, easily. I, it was one of the, I, I, again, just being that young, like, I, I don't think I fully understood, like, even just the reused animation part of it when I was mm-hmm. younger. But I remember uh, there was an episode promoting the mask that they included on the yeah. mask VHS. Yes. So I've seen that <laughs> about a 100 times at, you know, before the age of 10. And yeah. slowly, I guess, as I got older, I kind of figured out what, what, it, what the show actually was. Uh, and it wasn't yeah. just this weird thing at the uh, beginning of the de- of the tape. <laughs> yeah, that is so bizarre. I remember that being on there and <laughs> thinking of that, like out of context, like not having any idea what space coast is seems so insane. <laughs> like, what yes. the hell is this doing? On here? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, Scott, do you want to round your tape out? Yes. All right. So uh, mine you know, I mean, inarguably, the staple of Snick was always Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I tried, there's really nothing quite like mm-hmm. it, but I tried to find something that uh, felt like almost a, a spiritual successor to it. And uh, there was a show on the Disney Channel called So Weird. Uh, it was the late, oh, yeah. late 90s. Uh, this episode in particular was season two, episode four, Nightmare. Um Everybody dreams, but no one really knows why. Dreams seem to come from our most private thoughts, our deepest hopes, and sometimes even our most horrible fears. But if dreams are so personal, then why do we dream of people and places we've never seen before? And what's even stranger, why do some people report having the same dream at exactly the same time? Is it possible that the dream world is an actual place, one that's just as real as the waking world? The Aboriginal people of Australia believe that the waking world is actually made from the dream time. That what we call reality is literally the stuff that dreams are made of. And if that's true, who's to say which world is dream and which is reality? The general premise of the show was uh, this young girl, Fee, uh, she travels the country with her mom, who is a rock star. They live on uh, the tour bus with... uh, the roadies, you know, everyone involved in the organization. And uh, along the way across the country, she tries to seek out and learn about uh, paranormal activity. Her her father passed away a few years earlier and uh, under, of course, very mysterious circumstances. So it's definitely got a very Are You Afraid of the Dark feel to it. A lot of uh, children on the verge of or being dead already. So, you know, very Disney uh, in to his core. But this episode in particular, uh, they're visiting a family friend who uh, the son is not sleeping. Nobody can figure out why. And uh, the non-believing older brother of the main character keeps having this recurring nightmare about uh, this monster chasing him and this young boy who's not sleeping. The whole episode... Uh, I don't want to say that Inception absolutely stole uh, <laughs> the premise of this episode, but it's very much about going deeper into dreams and uh, and figuring out what's going on with this kid. But uh, I, I won't spoil it. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there right now 
running to Disney oh, yeah. Plus to uh, find their way to this episode. So just in case, but uh, it definitely has a an "Are You Afraid of the Dark" type of feel to it. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, it's another show that like I've definitely watched, but I can barely remember anything about it now. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. It's about as 1999 as 22 <laughs> minutes of television could possibly be. She runs the most state-of-the-art website you've probably ever come across, uh, <laughs> interacting with other people, finding these things along the way. Uh, it, this episode in particular obviously was very much tied to the theme, but uh, there's actually a lot of other episodes that I don't want to say take themselves a little more seriously, but... Uh, I think it was either co-created. I know one of the directors uh, was one of the cr- co-creators of uh, Stranger Things. So it's very much, mm. I mean, I pray that nobody hears me say that and watches this expecting <laughs> to see anything remotely close to Stranger Things. But uh, it's definitely that same vein of uh, young kids in grave danger. Yeah. Gotcha. Cool. Cool. Yeah. What's the episode name? It is uh, Nightmare. Nightmare. Okay. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Nice. Um, Awesome. All right. Well, uh, I'm going to finish up my tape. Andrew, I feel like maybe you could take a guess at what show I'm going to end with. (laughs) I honestly, looking at what you've picked so far, I have no (laughs) clue. (laughs) Are you saying I have a sloppy tape? Uh, No, I just wouldn't have guessed these particular shows. Like, they just... It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. This is like unguessable to me. Maybe uh, dinosaurs I could have guessed, but yeah. definitely not the others. Okay. Okay. Any feelings, Scott? I don't know. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm trying to think of what my other so, close calls were because the Boy Meets World one was about as close as it gets, but I, yeah. I, I don't think I'm in on this. I don't know. Okay. Andrew, uh, did it come to I, you? I have a show guess. Okay. Goosebumps? I'm afraid not. Okay. but you're it just felt you know felt like in, are you afraid of the dark like and, yeah that's what i'm doing here you're in the right you're in the right ballpark oh oh i eerie feel indiana. like i know what it is i feel like it's got to be eerie indiana right <laughs> it's got to be guys it's got to be All right. <laughs> it's yeah, yeah. gotta end the tape <laughs> uh you know population six thousand six hundred sixty six uh <laughs> the i picked the pilot of eerie indiana which is called forever where <laughs> That she's never gonna leave. Now you see why you've got to help us. But what if something goes wrong? What if you're next? You don't know what it's like being in seventh grade for 30 years. It's a living hell. Um, going with my odds and ends, this is about, you know, in the end, it's about not dying, prolonging life. Uh, the premise here is Marshall and his family are welcomed to their new hometown by Betty Wilson, who encourages Marshall's mom to buy Foreverware, a special type of plastic container Tupperware guaranteed to keep anything fresh forever. Uh, and, you know, I'll just spoil this. I mean, well, I should say uh, Erie, Indiana is on everything for free. You can get it on Prime. It's just it's widely available. Um, and uh, the, the twist here is that this woman uses it herself for the last 30 years, she's been using it on herself and her twin sons. Um, so, like, you know, it's just so weird. Um, Wait, it's Tupperware? It's Tupperware. But they, the end shows you at their house, they have, like, life-size Tupperware they put themselves in. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. this episode I mean how could I resist this episode was it was directed by Joe Dante the excuse me the Joe Dante oh, wow. uh, Joe Dante is an executive producer on Erie Indiana which I think makes a lot of sense uh-huh. um, so you know I, I was like I, I want Erie Indiana this is a really fun episode just go with the pilot uh, and go with the Joe Dante episode um, and uh, yeah great vibes it's it, it really nails that 90s kid show that almost felt like a 90s kids movie where yeah it's for kids but it's actually for adults type thing like mm. uh it's just dark enough that m- mom and dad and the kid can watch um so yeah i was thinking are you afraid of the dark i was never a goosebumps person mm. uh i love the books uh i should say yeah. that uh crazy about the books never got into the show um so eerie indiana was kind of for me the next best solution uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. Definitely, um, yeah. And, and of course, like that was the only thing that was in my mind going into this that you would pick. It just didn't didn't register. Um, I I definitely like the show. The only one that I remember specifically is uh, it's like very similar to Oblivion. Uh, Are you yeah. afraid of the dark? Yeah, where they have a pencil that like does brings yeah. things to life or whatever yeah um but yeah good show i can't believe more shows don't do something like that like having such an experienced person do the, at least the pilot just to it's, like make it as good as possible it seems like it's the formula now you know what i mean like mm. it, uh you know david fincher with mind hunter mm. uh yeah. finch fincher with um house of cards uh oh, yeah. scorsese launched I mean, it failed, but Scorsese uh, launched that vinyl series. Um, hmm. You know, it almost seems like a few places do that now where it's like, okay, let this auteur set the tone yeah. and then, you know, let everybody else take over then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Joe Dan- Indiana ahead of its yeah. time. Oh, for yeah, sure. Oh, definitely. And Joe Dante. I mean, I just, this guy, I don't understand why he wasn't <laughs> given more stuff to do. That's never yeah. made sense to me. I've always yeah. been a big Joe Dante guy. I feel like he he just blends genres so much better than most people. And and Erie Indiana obviously is no exception, but Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. That's my tape. Uh let, let's go one at a time, Andrew. Name of the tape and walk us through it. Yeah. Mine is uh alternate technology is my theme. And um I picked the head, the head saves the earth. Mm-hmm. Eon flux, utopia, or deuteranopia. Uh, weird science, universal remote, the critic, dial M for mother, space ghost, coast to coast, king dead, and duckman gripes of wrath. Dang, that's packed. That is solid. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, that's a that's a fun. I mean, talk about like an, a a tape a kid could watch, but dad is way more interested. Mm, sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, uh, Scott, what's your tape? All right. So mine is uh, All Nighter. My first episode mm-hmm. is Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Jenny's Non Dream. Uh, next up, we got Smart Guy Get a Job. Then we have The Tick with the tick versus the tick and so weird with nightmare mm. yeah. yeah i like Very that cool. yeah. uh I, and i love the uh the theme all nighter 
Yeah. <laughs> Which is a great kid. Yeah kid thing oh yeah that was that was a real like trophy if you could uh survive like a sleepover yeah. and be, like the last man standing it uh yeah, yeah. you walked a little taller on monday morning did, yeah. did you ever did you ever were you ever able to successfully pull an all-nighter that uh, as that, a kid as a kid that was i was not the most athletic kid yeah i wasn't uh incredibly uh academically uh, excelling but when it came to to sleepovers that was definitely uh that that was my lane i, I was always at least in contention for the last of uh the remaining uh sleepover attendees <laughs> gotcha. okay okay andrew I, I can't remember i mean we uh, had you know we have had dozens of sleepovers in our life yeah. uh, n- not recently but um were you it's... a could you make it it, it it was like what's what constitutes all night you know it was like i might have made it till possibly even like 5 a.m the next day but yeah there was no like staying up through the next day oh yeah no. oh i see what you mean yeah yeah yeah. no no no, no. yeah i'm just talking night here uh, okay I'm, i might have made it once okay okay yeah i think i want to say there was an alan one at alan's house mm. Uh, where I I made it, um, and, and honestly, probably not for like I was having fun. Probably like oh yeah I'm yeah so that's bored, part of the I can't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those last few hours, it's it's more of like just waiting. it's a job. You're yeah. really yeah, like yeah. you're clocking in for that. Oh man, mom's not getting here until nine. Oh, Christ. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, my tape is called Odds and Ends. We kick off with America's Funniest Home Videos with Bob Saget. Three kids sled into a house. <laughs> Have some laughs. Uh, then we are going into another ABC classic, Boy Meets World, uh, the psychotic episode. Uh, where uh, Corey thinks he's killing Sean in his dreams. Uh, we have another ABC um, show here, Dinosaurs, The Last Temptation of Ethel. Uh, about the afterlife and then we go over to nbc now we end the night with erie indiana forever where um a the the i think wonderful pilot uh, to the show <laughs> sounds ridiculous <laughs> i i'm you know this may be the tape i stand behind the most every time i finish a tape i'm like uh i should have done this or i should have done that that was stupid i was like upset about my last one with the comedy of horrors uh, but this one, no regrets. I feel great. Oh no, yeah, it, it feels good. It, it actually oh, feels like uh, I might have even preferred this to m- many of the TGIF lineups. Mm. If it had been this, be <laughs> yeah. like, you know, oh, this is a solid TGIF for sure. From yeah, from eight yeah. to ten, you're 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 in for a good show. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, do we want to talk about some of uh, the close calls that got left off? Sure, mm. sure, okay. sure. I, you know what, I was considering um, liquid television shorts to throw in between mine, and I just couldn't, like, commit to the whole premise, and, like, it was just so much work to figuring it out that I was like, forget it. Um, But I also considered doing uh, Goosebumps Click. It's, like, the exact same setup as Weird Science, uh, except more, like uh more serious of an episode um and it's okay um 
And I also considered throwing in, trying to throw in like some Beavis and Butthead videos as shorts. But again, <laughs> it was just so much, such a task that I couldn't yeah. decide on it. You know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that, that those would have been good. Beavis, Beavis and Butthead shorts is really a fun one. Um, yeah, if you can find like the right ones, there's some hilarious yeah. ones, but you know. yeah, cool. Uh, Scott, uh, close calls. So, uh, my close call, it really just well, my original close call was Boy Meets World, uh, the psychotic yeah. episode, but uh, <laughs> as we've already discussed that, uh, the other one I came across, it was really just I, I just so much associate it with like after school, but uh, my official close call was Batman, the animated series, mm. uh, Her Chance to Dream. Ooh. It uh, It's an episode that, I mean, there's really no way to talk about it without spoiling it, but uh, Bruce Wayne wakes up one day and wakes up to a world that doesn't know Batman. Uh, his parents are still alive. He's trying to figure it out while also kind of being tempted into... Uh, just kind of giving into it. He's engaged to uh, Selena Kyle. It's uh, it's his perfect world. And throughout the episode, he slowly starts to piece together that he's in fact in a dream and not actually uh, living this new life. Mm. Uh, the, the show itself is, I mean, I have to imagine anyone that's listening to this right now knows exactly uh, how monumental the show was at the time, but yeah. It's uh, it's it's my it's other than Pete and Pete. It is definitely my my one two punch of my favorite shows uh, from childhood. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I love Batman, the animated series. Uh, uh, just like the the animation on that. It's amazing. Oh, the yeah. stories are great. It, it, it was like in my mind as a kid, especially it was it was the definitive Batman portrayal. I was like, this is oh, Batman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, to this day for me, it, it's very much my my North Star with Batman. If uh, it, anything strays yeah. too far off, it uh, it just doesn't feel right. Mm. Yeah. Do you can I ask, do you have a favorite Batman movie? Oh, that's a tough one. So. Um, I, so it, it, it's for very different reasons. I mean, The Dark Knight is it's everything that anyone's ever said about it. I, yeah. I know a lot of people have started to see the cracks in it over the last few years. And, and I, and I totally understand that, but yeah. uh, I, you know, I, I work at a movie theater. So that was just something that even just at work, you know, I, I'd, I'd never seen people so ramped up for something before. Yeah. I, I wasn't obviously around for 89. So I know that was like the height of Batmania, but the dark Knight was just, something else uh i do have a very 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 soft spot in my heart for batman forever though i i, I would feel guilty not mentioning that it doesn't get <laughs> too much love uh anymore or ever yeah. for that matter yeah. but uh i mean it it's it's everything a five-year-old scott was looking for in the world <laughs> in condensed yeah. into two hours so it definitely uh deserved to be acknowledged right on yeah we i think we had a special fondness for that too oh yeah I mean that that was just the one that was like out at the exact yes. right time. Yep, yes. exactly. Um, yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, I mean, had a great tone. Um, like Tim, I mean Tim Burton's great, um, and I would probably appreciate it more now. Uh, but at the time, it was like 
just Batman Forever nailed it. <laughs> it was just everywhere. It was just it was everything yeah. in 1995. So yeah. yeah, Andrew, do you have a favorite Batman movie? Um, I mean, I Dark Knight is probably maybe the objective best in my mind or something. But I have a feeling if I went back and watched them that I would uh, really like batman returns these oh, days it's so good yeah yeah i watched it last year and it it really holds <laughs> it does it just it has such a even compared to i feel like uh 89 batman it just has such a unique feeling to it that it's so like it's not a scary movie but i always remember when i was younger it terrifying me there's just something so like d- gloomy about it i guess that yeah. now i appreciate a lot more but and well, Joey, I remember, I know, I forget what episode it was, a couple episodes ago, you talked about uh, your review of The Dark Knight Rises. Uh-huh. And, and that's another one where I, I feel like I, you, your your review really did kind of encapsulate everything I feel about that movie. It is overly complicated. I think it it might get a little long-winded in the middle, but I, I'm, I'm curious I, if it's something you consider that to be like a good Batman movie or not rises. Yeah. Um, I feel very conflicted about it. They're, they're just trying to do so much. Um, (laughs) it just feels, yeah, it feels like maybe they like needed two movies or something because to span what they're trying to span between like Raza Ghoul and, uh, and uh, Bane and yep. Gotham being shut down and Bruce Wayne in a cave. <laughs> uh, it, ju- it just in like, uh, you know, Wayne Enterprises being taken over and this bomb that's <laughs> sit- a nuclear <laughs> device sitting in Wayne. It just in Catwoman uh, and Joseph Gordon Lovett being some weird cop Robin person. Uh, I There are parts of it I love. Partic- I really love Tom Hardy's performance as Bane. Oh, uh, good. Okay. It's, it's so imposing, and I really almost wish he got to show off a bit more just as, like, the key aspect of the movie. Yeah. Sorry, this is so long-winded. But, uh, I, so I like it, um, but I think there was problems. Yeah, that's that's I mean, I think there are two great Batman movies stuffed into one very dense Batman movie. And I I couldn't agree more about Tom Hardy. I think I don't know of anyone having a taller order than having to follow Heath Ledger with the Joker. And I, I really do think that his performance, I mean, it's not Heath Ledger's, but it that voice should be so ridiculous and it it's he does such a good job with it he really yeah. i mean everyone makes fun of it but it's no. it really is it's it's a choice it's very much a choice and i oh, think it was the right so, one yeah so memorable yeah um, and uh i'd rather have that than just you know generic or exactly yep yeah and uh yes definitely an upgrade on bane from the batman and robin <laughs> oh what are you talking about i mean uh, <laughs> that, that Every everything about that movie is perfect. I don't know what, <laughs> what you're talking about. There's moments, you know. It, it has, it oh, has absolutely. A, it has a few moments. I uh, sort of like that vein, that vein. The I'm one that's like better, the, like all the juices, the, the juice yeah, is yeah. running into him. It's so cartoony. That's yes. like sort of in a good way. Yes. Um. All right. Well, uh, the only other two shows I considered were both Disney Channel shows. I considered even Stevens. 
Um, that was, but it felt a little too late and, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Just not an episode, I guess I could really think of, uh, you know what other Disney channel show I just, I had totally forgotten about, but I loved when it was on, it was bug juice. Oh, doesn't come in a jar, sure. of course. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what episode to pick. I already had America's Funniest Home Videos, so it felt like Bug Juice and that were not redundant because they're so different, but also they're not like script scripted scripted. Well, yeah, I don't know. yeah, it's hard to describe. Um, but I really liked Bug Juice, and I think if I could have found a way to like add it, I would have. Um... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. I'm trying to think. I, I was a big Bug Juice guy. Uh, my my older cousin uh, Tiffany, she she used my conduit to Nickelodeon. She was why I was like so obsessed with it. And getting her stamp of approval on that show was like huge to me at the time. And I don't remember very many individual episodes. I do remember there was a very scandalous episode where. Uh, a, the this boy and girl kiss behind a cabin and get caught and the girl of course uh gets sent home immediately because <laughs> how, how could you do something so uh salacious and uh and controversial on disney channel <laughs> yet yeah. they aired it <laughs> yeah oh yeah of course oh you gotta cash in you gotta you gotta take advantage of uh yeah. something so insane <laughs> yeah yeah now did you guys do any ferguson's I did. I didn't. But. Oh, no, I didn't even think so, of it. So I did. Um, I. I. It, it's not. It's really just the entire show. But um, <laughs> there, there's no episode. I. I couldn't really even get through like the opening credits of it. Uh, I really tried to find uh, a show from the very short-lived Fox Family uh, before it was ABC Family and now Freeform. <laughs> Uh, they always had really strange shows that uh, for whatever reason I enjoyed, but there was one show in particular, uh, it was called three friends and Jerry, which at the time I thought was just kind of like a really cheap ripoff of South park aesthetically. Like it's just four, you know, foul mouth kids hanging out at school. Mm. And I've gone back and realized that it actually predates South park. I, mm. I don't know how that's possible, but it's a, uh, I mean, I if I had to if if the budget for this show was like twenty five hundred dollars, I would be shocked they spent that much. It it was like a German Swedish show that uh, you can tell was dubbed over in English before it came to America, and not by like actual you know English speaking actors. Uh, the opening credits alone, it's just these friends uh, running in circles until they throw up. Uh, very important they're in like third or fourth grade and a big chunk of the opening credits is them using like mirrors to try to look under like girls skirts like really just like i didn't i i don't remember really thinking anything of the show at the time but going back and watching it i was just kind of blown away that this was aired on a children's block at like 10 in the morning for you know eight to ten year old kids was insane to me and uh I tried getting through an episode I really did for the purpose of having one for Ferguson, but uh, wow, it was just, it was a real, real rough watch. That that doesn't sound familiar. No, I mean, me either. Yeah. It it was again, it was like a fever dream to me where I was, (laughs) I was going down the list of all the nineties shows I could think of. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like there was this show that was like a real like shitty South park for like younger kids. (laughs) 
And now, honestly, like I would I would sooner show a small child like there are probably some early South Park episodes I would show to a kid before <laughs> I would show this show to them. <laughs> as insane as that might sound. <laughs> yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that's I'll funny. To look it up. <laughs> yeah, for nothing else, just the opening credits. You'll get everything you need to know about this show, except for the very terrible voice acting that you do need to venture into uh, the actual episode for. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was one show that I've been kind of obsessed with trying to find. And at, at one point I did. Uh, it was like a beyond or belief for kids. Oh, nice. they, they did like a lot of like haunted and kind of scary stuff, hmm. uh, particularly, I think, like in the English countryside. Uh, and <laughs> I just remember really loving it but it was i think pretty short-lived or short-run and it's unavailable like just <laughs> cannot find it anywhere um but uh there are those sh- i love those shows that kind of haunt you as far as like not being available but you know you watched it <laughs> oh yeah. definitely yeah um all right well uh i think those are solid tapes scott was there anything else you wanted to say before we wrap up uh really the only thing i've been holding this in for you know 200 episodes <laughs> andrew i am in complete and utter agreement with you uh the men in black animated series is oh. a incredibly underrated show nice. with an even better theme song so yes, i just yes. i needed to get that out there uh it's it's something that would have been a fever dream show to me where it's like, I, I, I almost feel like nobody else remembers it until, uh, until I was listening to that episode. So I, I did need to just get that out. Yes. Love <laughs> it. Appreciate that. You're the only person that I think so far has mentioned it. Um, it love it. Love yeah. it. It's like, it, it really is like an underrated uh, show kind of on all levels. Like it even looks good. Oh, great animation. Like very, yeah. it's, it's, got like a running theme through it it's not just like a you know alien of the week type of thing it really yeah. does have like its own uh mythology it's definitely the best men in black sequel i think uh out of the bunch <laughs> uh awesome um well this man uh wonderful idea scott uh I oh, really, thank I, you it was truly fun to ruminate and then uh, even more fun to hear what you guys came up with um Okay, Andrew, what are we doing next for Patreon number eight? Um, our next episode is going to be Snow Day. Yeah. The non-Pete and Pete. Love it. Yes. <laughs> uh, we had this scheduled for a little bit earlier with our friend Clayton. Uh, we had to push it back a little bit. No problem. Uh, he'll be joining us next time around. Um, I haven't seen this movie in probably 15 or so years. Mm. Uh, so I'm very eager to see how Chevy holds up, how Chris <laughs> Elliott holds up. Um, I mean, I have no doubts about Chris Elliott. That's silly. Uh, but yeah. That's about as sure, <laughs> sure a shot as you got. Nineties Chris Elliott. Yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about that. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so snow day will be up next. Uh, you guys are all on Patreon. You know how to get a hold of us. Uh, use that message button. Uh, we will respond to you. Um, and uh, yeah, we, we really just appreciate you guys. Uh, and uh, yeah. Uh, speaking of appreciate Scott, really appreciate you. And uh, you did, man, you did great. You killed it. Like you, you sound like a podcast pro. Oh, well, thank you. This is my <laughs> uh, podcasting debut, but wow. Uh, I'll be honest, guys, you I, I am in the process of starting one. I, I'm not like nice. going to go into the or anything. It's a little ways off, but 
it is in absolute uh, a grit of gratitude to uh, a debt of gratitude to you guys because it is absolutely a result of the hundreds of hours I've spent listening to you guys uh, grow this podcast. It's it's uh, I. You know what? I'm not even going to bother covering it up. I think you guys are just like far and away the best, uh, certainly the best nostalgia based podcast out there. I've tried finding other Pete and Pete, Nickelodeon and serviceable efforts. Absolutely. But uh, BOC and, and this community you guys have built, I mean, the, the murderers row of, uh, guest you've had on here is is yeah. unbelievable I'm, I'm really hoping i'm not like the dill pickles of big orange counts <laughs> where you see you, you can mark it as like oh scott that's oh, no. that's when the show just kind of tailed off the uh, you know how dare he talk about smart guy smart guy. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's the end of it that's what did it smart <laughs> yep. no uh i i assure you that is not the case uh no it, this was like you just just the concept alone getting to talk about others 90s show is such kind of a relief uh it's not that we don't love the nick stuff but um, oh sure it's fun to think about other stuff and we would not have done that unless you thought of it so we, we appreciate it uh anytime i mean it, it was definitely my pleasure awesome yeah and thank you so much for just saying that it's very nice yeah, yeah uh, well you know i uh i I am very much, I guess, in the context of Big Orange Counts. I have very crisp-based personalities. I like to mm. uh, plant my flag in the ground, and uh, <laughs> I have no problem being the first. I'm sure there's a silent majority out there that agree with me. So, uh, yeah, everyone else can... Uh... Oh, you said we concur, so everyone else can just, like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thank oh. you so much. Yeah. Uh... I like Andrew. I like that you thanked him, and I was just like, "Yeah, we are really good, aren't we?" <laughs> good. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. Right. I, I like the confidence. <laughs> uh, yeah, great, great. This was a great time. Love talking about this stuff. Um, so, hope we'll, hopefully, we'll keep it up. Hopefully, we'll hear from you again, Scott. Oh, absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Sure. Hey, I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's like a, a watch along to Finders Keepers again or something like mm. that. I'm 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 there whenever you need me. Oh boy, you're you're pulling out the uh, big guns. Yeah, oh, of course. Um, love it. I only show up for <laughs> for like third tier Nickelodeon game shows. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't think I have the stomach for a Mike O'Malley led uh, vehicle. I don't I don't know if I'm ready for that. Oh, okay. All right. Um, awesome time. Thank you again, Scott. Definitely. And uh, we hope we'll see all you all nighters next
Sorry, I was like, "What is that? Is that you, Andrew?" <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I hear a motorcycle. Oh God, that was like way in the distance around me. <laughs> I, I did not realize it was that loud. Wow. <laughs> yeah, what's the finders keepers guy's name? Um, Wes. Uh, oh God. Um. Wes... <laughs> I'm not gonna come up with it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm miles oh, Wes- away Wesley, from it. Wesley Urs, Wesley Urs, something like that. <laughs> it could be. Yeah, yeah Wesley Urs. Yeah, oh yeah, of <laughs> course. <laughs> yeah. How could I forget? <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah. No, I'm definitely not saying I like Men in Black too. That, okay, okay, that. okay. No, 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 no. I can't have that on record anywhere. <laughs> 